Hi guys, you're listening to The 20s Podcast with me, Aisha Williams. Your 20s are set to be the most fun time of your life with nothing taken too seriously, but life also gets in the way and we can go through some of our hardest times. This podcast gives you 2020 vision of all the good, the bad and the ugly that goes on in your 20s. Join 21-year-old me in my journey of figuring them out as I talk to real people about real topics. Today, I am excited to bring you episode six with my one-of-a-kind friend, Ben Warner. We're going to be talking about his sexuality, his passion for music, and how they really come hand-in-hand and do, in fact, play off each other. Uh, Ben's an open book, and I think you're just going to love his sass, to be honest. So here you go, guys. I'm excited. Here is episode six. Ben, my love, what is one thing you want to do and one thing you want to see in your 20s? <laughs> so, one thing that I really want to see this year, well, I will go with do. One thing I really want to do is create an EP or an album that I'm really proud of. Some of that is 100% authentically me and I can look back on it and be like, yeah, that's legit. It's legit, that. Mm-hmm. And then um, something I want to see... No more fucking COVID, mate. I'm so <laughs> done with it. I'm so over this shit. I know it's everywhere, isn't it? It's a word on everyone's breath. I'm so done with it. But, you know, no more deaths. Then welcome to the pod. Thanks so much for having me, you bloody angel. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Honoured. Finally coming on. You are the hardest person to get a flowing conversation <laughs> from. I don't know who you think you are, but it's like reply. Honestly, middle name Beyonce. <laughs> middle name Beyonce, though. Telling you. How are you finding uh, quarantine? What What's your typical day? Do you know what? I know I'm probably a minority here saying this, and I, <laughs> whoever's, whoever's listening, will be like, shut up, you dick. But like for me, I'm I'm loving it. Like I know. I, I know, I know this probably sounds awful. Like, I'm, obviously, I wish I, we weren't having Quasar. But I'm loving it. I wake up, music, write. I feel like I'm getting all the shit done that I just didn't have time to do when, obviously, I'm working and stuff. And yeah. it's kind of nice in that sense. Just try, trying to find the positive in a shit situation, you know? Yeah, it's more easy to be productive when you don't have to go to work every day, so. Definitely, I feel yeah. you. So how do we know each other? We know each other from work you indeed yeah trained me at the bar i did i felt like you trained me i was like following you around for two weeks and oh, bless the, the stuff i know now like every facial expression all the i know when you don't mean something at all that comes out of your mouth like it's just all yeah. fake <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally, that is me, isn't it? But, you know, live, love, laugh, babe. The problem is with the two weeks is it, you literally see all of my, uh, every emotion I feel. The up and down. I'm dragged yeah. along, I'm dragged along. Yeah. But um, you're just the most hilarious, sassy, gay, yes, open book. I love you. And everyone that knows you <laughs> knows that. Obviously, yeah. you're a singer-songwriter. I am indeed, eh? Mm-hmm. And so you, I guess your ultimate goal is to like make it where you've got a full-blown music career, career, career and career. your sole job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like very much on the way, smashing it so far. So we got you on to speak about your sexuality. 
Mm. Everything from your sexuality to the music industry to songwriting and how they all interlink and yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah. an interesting convo and useful for people that also want to get into the music industry in one way or the other. Definitely. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about what growing up was like and like when you knew you were gay. Yeah. So I'd love to have like a moment where I was genuinely like, there was like an epiphany, but I don't really think there was. I thought, I think I, I was always in school. I'm going to go with that. In school, I was always really confident mm. and I was re- very, very sure of like who I was. However, I think something that like, I, I don't really talk about that much because I suppose it is an insecurity, but at that time, especially growing up, I was insecure and I was kind of just conforming to what, what I felt everyone's expectations of me were. And I think naturally, when you're younger, you do do that. Yeah. Um, and it was it was it was hard. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a difficult transition. But I think because I was always very very confident, like I was never necessarily picked on, or I was never taken the piss out of, because I would never allow it. I would never like allow somebody to go in on me because you best believe I'd teabag you <laughs> and sit on your face. You know what I mean? And like, I just think it, I probably had a different. I probably had a different. Um, kind of process of dealing with it in that sense because because of my confidence I didn't necessarily allow bullies to do what they did yeah to other people but don't get me wrong I still got I still got shit I still got like torn down but I think because I had like so many amazing people surrounding me and I just had so, like the sickest friends that I never felt like I couldn't come out and I never felt like it was a difficult thing. But don't get me wrong, for years, I denied it. And it's it's funny now listening back. Like we went, People who used to know me in high school and stuff, I'd turn around and they'd be like, oh my God, do you remember when you told me you were straight? I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was interesting. That's what I ever told. <laughs> yeah, literally bullshit of the fucking year. <laughs> were you ever, so like, were you straight acting in school when you were trying to suppress it? I think, yeah, I think in my head I was. In my head, in my head, I thought I was Phil Mitchell, but realistically, I was Louis fucking Spence. Let's face facts. <laughs> oh well, but I don't know. I think I think people just. I think as well because I went through. I was unfortunately. I was a little bit of a hopper. I used to like going around, like especially growing up. I used to. Pardon the pun. I used to. Um, I used to like jump from group to group in the sense that I would take a little bit of what I liked from that person and I'd add it to my personality. I'd take a little bit from that person and add it to my personality. I think that is what we all do realistically. But then as I I got older, I just kind of, I got bored of it. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm wasting my time on conforming to people's needs and wants on on what they want me to be. I'm like, that's not, it's not me. It really wasn't. Taking bits from a little bit from every other person instead of just being you, basically. Legit, yeah, definitely. So, like, round what age do you think you fully came into yourself? Eh. I think maybe when all probably like after sixth form. Yeah, I think that's when I really, really came into it. Like, which which is quite late considering how confident I was. Like. I was confident, but I was always very scared at the same time. And I think I put on a great front. And w- w- once, like, school and everything was over, I was just like, oh, 
why, why, am I, why am I so tense? Why am I so arse? I can literally now spread my wings and be whoever I want to be. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was just one of them things, you know? And then, so everyone around you was just so natural and normal with it. You didn't have to face yeah. any kind of yeah. adversity against it from your family or your friends at all. No, I mean, like, there's there's always going to be people chatting shit. But mm. listen, what other people think about me is none of my fucking business. If somebody has... We know, like, we in, in the industry we work in... Listen, I've had customers before turn around and say to me, like, I don't want to be served by him because he's gay. Yeah. And you, we know people who can vouch for this. But, like, I... You know, it is what it is. And they'll always... They'll always... You'll always get prejudice, whatever you do. If you're a minority, it's something that you have to just... You can't allow that shit to consume me. If I, if I worried and, like, spent time genuinely worrying about what other people thought of me, I'd be such a sad little bitch. I really <laughs> would. I'd just be... I'd be awful, you know? It's just not worth the time. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you've wasted any time... Time for <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, do you, I want to know, do you believe anyone is truly straight? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I am a strong believer. I feel like everyone is on the spectrum. I think, like, there's, listen, there's a lot of straight guys who I could out right now, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That would make a really interesting podcast. Very interesting. Let's go. Like, I think, yeah, not necessarily. I think think everybody's on the spectrum. I think when it comes down to sexuality, it's all about confidence and how open you are. You as a person, do you think your sexuality is, like, at the forefront of who you are and that you express it a lot? Because... Like, you give that energy as soon as you walk into a room. Like, you're an open book. I think I saw your asshole like, the third day I met you. Like, a picture of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yes, would you say it is, like, very at the forefront of who you are? Oh, 100%. 100%. Do you know, I'll get the amount of people that say to me, like, why are you so sexual? Like, I think as well, like, it's just embedded in me i think it's a part of my dna it's part of the way i am and just the way like i converse everything and it's i think sometimes it's difficult for people because i come across as if like i'm genuinely wanting to get some but i'm not i'm just in i'm engaged in conversation yeah but i think because like i'm so comfortable in my sexuality naturally it just allows me to just be expressive in like all forms and i think sometimes people don't really know what to do Mm. and very the amount or nothing. Yeah, that is, but that's my character. You know me. You know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm like. I'm, <laughs> I'm either, I'm either one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think it just comes with definitely, like you say, it's just a part of who I am. It's and I can't, unfortunately, I can't. Be, I've tried my best. I tried to strip it back, but I just get. You've get not even bored. tried. Don't even lie. Not even tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. In my head, in my head, I have. Well, do you know Ollie Ollie Alexander? He's from Years and Years. Yeah. He, oh yeah, yeah. He did a speech at Glastonbury last year, um, mm. and he said how he talks about being gay quite a lot because he spent so much yeah. time wishing he wasn't gay, and so now he's like making up for lost time. Absolutely. And 100%. I fully got it. I was just like, that must be. Yeah. Great. 
just liberating to be fully who you are then yeah no holds barred yeah definitely I think it's such a such a true point that you know because I especially from my journey like I I really really struggled at at the beginning I did because I was like I'm I'm not sure like I'm not sure where where I fit in and where I'm supposed to like play a part in all this Mm. and it's scary you spend so long you spend so many years of your life questioning your shit and I think equally as a society we put so much stigma on it as a label because we want people to label things because we feel more comfortable and more secure when people do And people feel comfortable when when there's a label. So in, so for me, it's like I needed I needed to come out because people I got such a better response from everybody when I did. Whereas people knew I was gay, people knew I was in the closet, but it was such a touchy subject. And I think when someone isn't a hundred percent comfortable in their skin, you get to a point and you're like, huh, I don't know, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about you. Yeah, like it's and like that's, that's what I get. That's what I, that's that's just my opinion. But like, it's a weird one. It's definitely a weird one. Do you think music and singing was mm. one of the things that helped kind of bring you into your sexuality when you yeah. were younger? Yeah. So I think you know, I've always music is just something that I've always done, and I think for me, growing up. It's just always something that I've been passionate about and something that I necessarily haven't had to think too much about. I think that's the whole point about point about music and why it relates to sexuality is because I really do believe that the two things come hand in hand. I think that sexuality, you shouldn't have to think about it. Something that just comes natural, it's something that comes fluid. Same with music. To me, growing up, it's just something that I've always known. I've just felt whatever I'm feeling... I'll go with it and I'll and I'll sing my emotions, you know. Mm. I'll create I'll create a, I'll create an emotion for a track whatever it might be. And I think that also music and singing has helped me really develop my sexuality. And we'll find out later on when obviously we play the track, but it really is like a stepping so it's a journey on self-development and that's what that's what it is but i think music can really really help people i think it's it can be like the sickest outlet ever yeah I was gonna say outlet. did your sexuality affect your singing and writing then so like yeah music helped bring you into your sexuality but did then your sexuality shape the way you wrote yeah definitely i would say so i think when I when I initially write a track, I have to. For me, I, a lot of the time I write from like a personal point of view, um, and I think you're just a lot more honest. I think when you got all your cards laid out on the table, I've got nothing to prove. I've got nobody to, not in my head. I don't. I've got nobody to that I have to make a point to. I'm making a point to myself, and I think when all your cards are laid out on the table, because I'm comfortable anyway, I am, and because my sexuality is a part of it. I think you just naturally, everything becomes a little bit more fluid. That transition from not being, from being in the closet to coming out was massive. It was, it's, I, I would love to show you like, I, I will show you, but I'll show you like tracks that I wrote when I was like 16, 17. But the actual lyrics themselves were just so, I was, I was talking about how I want to suck pussy or whatever. I don't know. 
Like, he's just fucking wet. Like, honestly, some of this shit is just bad. Bad. I don't know. I just cannot imagine that. Like, it's just so wrong. It's just so No, well, I thought I thought I was Pete Dede. <laughs> I don't know who I thought I was. I don't know. It's you questionable. You probably would be if you were straight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... You became more creative then and everything fell into place. Um, mm. But so, like, when did you really, really start singing and start thinking, yeah, this is what I want to do, this is my passion? Like, do you, can you pinpoint it to any time in I your think life? In, yeah, I think in school I was always validated, listen... I was always wanting to be the centre of attention. It was always about me. No. <laughs> like, I would, I would, not a chance, me, never. <laughs> like, I would always, I would always want to be like the, in schools, I was always like, um, casted for the main part. And I think from there, it just, it just spiralled. And I was like, huh. Because at one point, I was really, really interested in like performing arts and like theatre and that side of it. Yeah. And then, I don't know what it was. It was kind of a turning point. I was just like, you know what? I get such a passion for writing. And from there, yeah. But did you start... So did you start writing a lot first or singing a lot first? Definitely singing. I think, like, growing up, I was always... um, I was always really interested in, like, riffs and ad-libs and hitting notes and very inspired by, like, female singers in, like, these mad higher riffs and things that they could meet, these higher riffs, sorry, that they... higher notes they could meet. Mm. And it literally inspired me to be like, oh, my God, shit, I want, I want to be able to do that. I remember hearing, like, the likes of, like, Aretha Franklin and, and Gladys Knight and the Pips and India Rari, artists like this, and I was like, oh, my God, like, the fact they can do that with their voice, like, I want to be able to do that. Like, and it massively inspired me to just... I don't know. That is literally, you've just answered my next question. I was going to say, what music does inspire you and is the reason you sing, but I think I could answer that for you by saying, it's like solely... Yeah, definitely. I think, like, as well, um, there's... There's, I'm, I've got such an eclectic taste in me that I think majority of people do now, to be honest. I don't think you listen, necessarily speak to people and like, oh, I only like this type of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I've always been very, very open to the technical side of music and kind of, especially with vocals, like, there's so much that you have to be able to do and there's so many notes that... There's so much technicality behind it and I think that's something that people don't necessarily understand and... When I was younger, that's something that really, really inspired me. Whereas now I'm a lazy bastard and I don't necessarily have the patience to <laughs> learn like more shit, but m- more notes. But back when I was younger, I was so inspired by like, the technicality of vocals and how, how, I could he- how I could reach high notes and how I could do runs and harmonies and riffs and whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. Give us some technical like terminage. Whatever the uh, word is. Like, so, for people that don't know, what's an ad-lib and, like, what's a riff and, like, any other? So, a riff would be when somebody, when my gal B, she comes through it. So, I've literally just typed this into Google and I'm going to pretend like I've just um, (laughs) said this. So, it's 
A short repeated phrase in popular music and jazz typically uses an introduction to refrain in a song. So it's something like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Like this, you see? So that's a riff. A harmony would be like, um, harmonies obviously when you hit a note. A harmony is where something becomes choral. So it's like a combination of notes. It's like a combination of different notes in order to make it sound more of like a group note. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's different, there's different things. There's different things. You never think about the technical side of it. That's what I mean, but also, like, there's been so many studies that state, like, people listen people listen more to the sound than they do the lyrics. And I think that's so, like, so true. Like, so when true. I listen to a track, I don't know whether it's just me, but, like, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, this is a sexy beat. These, these are some naughty, naughty melodies. But, like, the actual lyrics, I listen to after. Yes. I you was know? thinking this the other day, right? Have you ever had it when... You're listening to a song and you don't know the words, but you know what the words sound like. So you're not really thinking exactly. the words properly and you love yeah. it. But then when you're like listening to it one day and you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, I actually don't like this song. Yeah, I you know, the phonetics. So exactly, yeah. But it is, I, I, I do it all the time. Like, I, do you know what's so bad? I pride myself on singing and my, my like... <laughs> My following of lyrics is disgusting. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, how how do I even do what I do? Because I don't have a clue what these lyrics are. You, you know, are one of those people that don't know the words to songs. No, absolutely not. Terrible. I'm the opposite. I know the words to every song. Um, yeah. But I saw you also did a post about Bill Withers. Yes. Oh my god. Away. Do you know what? I think the guy is just so inspirational to, like, me. I think that he, well, a lot of people don't know about him, he refused to, like, resign from his job because he believed that the music uh, business was, like, a fickle industry. Mm-hmm. I just think that is sick. Like, he, he understood that, although he understood, like, that music was his passion... But money's money, and it's he needs he needs like, it, and I think we can relate to it. Yeah. Like he believed that music was a outlet and not a career. It was just something that he needed to do. Like some of the songs that he's created, like "Use Me," "Who Is He," "Lovely Day," just the two of us. Like I just think he has the ability to reflect the times that he's talking. That era of music. And that old soul style of music, like, it is something that I have been inspired for, like, for the majority of my life. Like, I think it's just something that's always just been imprinted in me from a young age. That type of Nina Simone, Bill Withers, Teddy Pendergrass, Al Green. These artists, like, I I just find it amazing how they can talk so positively in times that were so oppressive. I think it's sick. Like, Nina Simone said a quote, mad. She said that, Something along the lines of um, an artist can replicate, an, the best artist can replicate the times that they live in, something like that. And mm. I feel like that's what Bill Withers just did the most amazingly. Like, he was just so able to talk about these times that were hard and that were difficult. You know, there was the whole, there's been so many different movements 
historical like poverty. There's, there's been some of the things that have happened throughout history in those times of disgusting, and he still found a positive outlook. Yeah, and he still found like an outlook that was optimistic enough that people would listen. I think it's beautiful. That's what I want to be able to create in our times. You know. Yeah, I think that is the difference between why people love music old school music music from different eras so much more yeah because it feels like the meaning behind songs is going downhill Definitely. and that's why people are like oh old school kanye old school blah 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 yeah it's because they told a story more than they do now when they just rap about <laughs> things objects and stuff yeah so i get i get that inspo mm. inspiration behind that but so what has your journey been up until now career-wise so for people that don't know you have never have been on your page or anything yeah um yeah so what's your journey been when you started singing up to like stuff you've been doing now yeah so when i was younger um i would always enter myself in like like every competition any opportunity i'd be like yes i would say yes to um and that kind of put me in good stead so i, I did a a little it's like an open mic type of gig um in hazel grove and there was a couple of a and r and those people who don't know a and r is artists and repertoire and they're the people that um basically scout singers and songwriters um so an a and r company should i say approached me and from there that's where i got into ghost writing and ghostwriting is basically <laughs> glorified singing and songwriting with someone else's name on it. Um, and I, from there, I literally, a lot of things opened up for me. So I think that's kind of the process in which I found my passion for music. And I really found my passion for songwriting. Um, so now I write for basically various different people. Um, or I have written. people. Yeah. Um, and... I've been hit. I've been got a little bit of moolah, not too much, not enough. <laughs> dare I say it? Not doing too bad for yourself. No, but you know, I've got I've got enough, and I've helped people get into like really established universities. With like, I've probably got like six or seven people into unis through like me writing for them on behalf of them, which is probably like music, like oh yeah, like scholarships, courses, yeah. yeah. One of my friends, she, um, I'm keeping names hush because <laughs> uh, I don't want to get a cook, cook, kicked off a course. But um, yeah, I wrote a track for her and I helped her get a scholarship. She had to write three songs and I helped her write one. So contributed for her to get like a, an amazing scholarship at a sick university. Um, yeah, but at the moment I'm mainly writing. That's what I'm focusing on. But this year is where I'm really, really focusing on me and my art and, like, my opinions and my projects. Myself, I've got a lot of things going on. Um, what are so your we goals? Yeah, so this year, this year, we take it day by day, um, I want to, this year I want to focus on my EP and getting that released. Um, that's my main passion. And I want to just be able to create a project that people can relate to and that people are like do you know what? this is different i don't want to create anything that's out there at the moment and i feel like the market is saturated if you go on spotify you find a bunch of people who are trying to sound like tom Meach or they're trying to sound like i don't know jordan mckee whoever and i feel like there's 
Spotify and iTunes or whatever, it's become too saturated in the sense that it's hard to find inspiration. So for me, hopefully, I'm able to create something that is a little bit different mm. and kind of relate back to a little bit to what we were talking about before in the sense I want to bring soul back. I want to bring this kind of soul back to like modern day, to the modern day industry yeah. and kind of combine the two and see what hopefully people love. love. <laughs> but yeah. Can, can you clarify, because I've actually Googled this before, but it's just come to my head again. Yeah. What is the difference between an EP? Yeah. What does EP mean actually? I know this. You know what? I've, hold on. I'm going to Google is it. Is it like an um, extended project, if that's right? I think that's what it stands for. I should really know this, I. Um... <laughs> well, I was just wondering, because... So, I know, I know the differences between the two. Um, so, an EP, extended play record. Play record. Yeah, extended play record, whereas a album is a little bit more established. An EP is kind of an introduction... Like, years ago, it was more used for to kind of um, entice a label and to get a label interested in you. But now, a lot of artists really don't give a shit about labels because all they do is mug you off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so now it's more just like a kind of int- introduction. They don't, they don't necessarily have to be, like, perfect. Just give an idea about your sound and your style and what you're about. Whereas I think an album's a little bit more established and it's it's more about like a whole piece of art and a cohesive piece i would say yeah on to songwriting um yeah obviously it's a massive massive talent or skill um yeah but i want to know do you think which one do you think it is more of do you think it's more of a skill or a talent have you had to fine-tune it yourself or yeah how has it evolved for you I think that, you know, songwriting, it comes into two different elements for me. This is the way I look at it. So I see songwriting as if there's a melody and there's a lyric. And to me, the melody and finding melodies, finding harmonies, I find that quite natural. I find that more, I think that's more a part of me that is talented. Whereas lyrically I really have to think because I think that's something that you really have to like you say find tweak you really do because I can't I can come up with a melody like that in a matter of like minutes but to come up with a lyric that means something to me I really have to think about it um so I think it's a little bit of both and also it depends on the individual for me I think I know I don't want to sound like an arrogant dickhead but I know for a fact that I, I've never had to necessarily try with singing. I've always just done it. Yeah. It's always just something that I've known. Um, I've never had, like, a vocal coach. I've never had people technically teaching me. I've always just found it something that I'm just interested and engaged in, so I'll learn it. Yeah. Whereas lyrics, I've always found it a little bit more difficult because generally I struggle to, you know, <laughs> like I'm doing now. express express yeah exactly i I do i I struggle with it i really really do so like that for me is something that i have to work on what is the time span of can you be writing a song for like a year surely yeah so this one that i'm about to play you this one talks this is literally a journey i'll I'll explain more like when we talk about it but 
this one, I I came back to it. So I, I started writing it and then I, I came back to it like a year later. Um, but there are tracks that I will write in like a day and then leave them. Like, I don't get me wrong, I've probably got like 300, 400 songs, maybe more, but they're not finished projects. And I'm, I get so, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the biggest dickhead ever, basically. And I don't like to... Um, <laughs> I don't like to finish anything and I just like I get so bored yeah and I'm like oh, okay move on to the next one move on to the next one move on to the next one and I always forget to finish the ones that I've initially done but that's just perseverance and which I don't have um <laughs> but yeah I think that virtually yeah they can take it's, it completely depends like don't be wrong I write some songs and they take days minutes hours seconds who knows and then there's some that some songs that literally take like months and Mm. Even yes, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It depends on the individual. Well, you write music for other people and yourself. So, what do you think is easier? I would definitely say other people, hundred percent. Why? Because other people, I can talk. You, I really have to delve deep in what I'm really feeling. Um, whereas I feel writing for other people, you can kind of get. A, you can get an idea and you can have a conversation you can have a conversation with them about it beforehand and i i also i find it a lot easier writing i find it a lot easier writing on behalf of somebody because i can i can kind of detach my emotions when i'm when i'm writing for myself i have to really 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 think about or feel should i say i have to really delve deep into like my identity and who I am. Everything comes out. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I'll take a few, fo- I'll fucking cry. I'm an emotional wreck. Mm. Like how, genuinely, like if I'm, if I'm writing from my own perspective, it's real to me. So, you know, it's difficult. Whereas if I'm writing for somebody else, I can kind of look at it from like a subjective viewpoint and kind of see, look at it more as a, a piece rather than a feeling no yeah and like someone else's story you've got no you've got no feeling to it exactly yeah but so what is the process so say i come to you and i'm like can you write me a song about mm. how i literally i don't want covid to end because i'm just loving freedom what yeah. do you then do with that like what is your process um so firstly in terms of the way that like, the structure of the song, whatever, and I'll always um, get a producer to send me over a hook or a bridge, and I'll add on to that. Um, and then from there, once I've got the track and kind of the melody of the song, that's when I'll really start to focus on like the lyrics themselves. So I will have like I'll send like voice note after voice note or paragraph on paragraph to the artist, and just make sure that everything that I'm trying, everything that they're trying to say to me is like a representation of what I'm writing on the page. So I think it's, a communication is just really, really important for me mm. when, when it comes down to writing for other people because I don't ever, at the end of the day, it's their name on it, not mine. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, misconstrue the points that they're making and the feelings that they have. So if you came to me and you said, I want to write a song on COVID, I'd be like, okay, that's sick. But what do you feel about COVID? And, like, you have to kind of dissect you kind of have to dissect and ask people like what you're doing now, uncomfortable questions that they might not want to ask. Mm. They might not, not want to answer, sorry. Um, so yeah, it can it can sometimes be difficult because I've, 
people before and like they they're not emotionally open like they they are they're in it for the money which is fine that's chilling um but they're not they don't necessarily want to talk about to me what's the core of music which is feeling and i think some people really really don't want to talk about that mm. so sometimes it can be difficult it can be really difficult um but yeah, yeah. I want to like expand on how your sexuality then overlaps into your songwriting, like we said. So yeah. you were telling me about a song that you've written that kind of brings the two together, like merges the two together. So yeah. I just want to know a bit more about that. Yeah. So the song that I wrote was actually a, it was an instrumental used on Tom Misha's album um, called The Journey volume one i think everyone will have pretty much heard this song like he's in he's everywhere he's sick the guy's a fucking genius he's the real don donna <laughs> um, and basically i've i've renamed this demo to be lessons learned um and I'm not gonna lie it's a conversation that i just fully fully needed to fucking have with myself like to grow it was literally like therapy for me mm-hmm. um I sound so fucking artsy. <laughs> I just like really, really needed to grow and just understand who I am. Um, so the hook starts off with um, when we were young, we weren't told about it. Um, when we were young, we were not told about it. And that's what it starts. So it starts out with like me being mad and pissed off at the process of growing up because I don't know why, but I just felt so unprepared. Like, not conditionally, like, don't get me wrong, I was raised to be that like that nothing was out of that nothing was unreachable but i was just like mad at the world and i think the older we get the more negative negative shit we understand so i just felt such an abundance of weight on my shoulders to do well like to conform to succeed to make money when like the world going on around me was just so shit at that time and anyway i came back to the song like a year later and i finished the track and that hook of when we were young, we weren't told about it, then changed to when we were young, we were told about it. And I just ignored, I basically, I just, I was ignoring it because I was too busy. I was too busy. I was too preoccupied. I wasn't interested. And so when that, then the hook, it changes. It says, when we were young, we were told about it. We had to learn how to be ourselves about it, to love life and be excited and it's kind of talking about this whole process of growing up and I just learned to become in tune with my identity and now understand that like my happiness is dependent on a frame of mind. As long as I'm comfortable with like who I am, mm-hmm. other people's pessimism and judgment and expectations of me, it's just irrelevant. Unless, honey, it's constructive. So <laughs> kind of what the kind of what the whole the, the whole song's about. Um it's like this journey yeah. of self, I suppose, and how sexuality comes in hand in hand with that. I love that. And we'll play that. I'll play that at the end for people to listen to. Yeah, fab. Um, But yeah, uh, there is another song as well that I want to hear about that's a bit more rated. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So I actually, I wrote that yesterday. Um, It's fully finished, but I just felt like this one was a little... We we were going to play that one, weren't we? Mm. Um, But I just felt this one's a little bit more right for what we're talking about however yeah the one i wrote yesterday was very sexually driven um, and it was more about an experience from a personal like sexual encounter and how being 
and how being open to your sexuality, having sex with people and being like laying all your flaws out on the table, that can stimulate you. And that's what that's what the song's about. It's about allowing other people to teach you lessons free sex. Not technically, I'm not talking about, you know, <laughs> a guy a guy can teach us to fucking smash a reverse cowgirl. Not talking about that. I'm talking like you can learn so much about yourself free sex. And that was the uh and what you do want and what you don't want. Actually. Absolutely. Because with sex, there's no boundaries. Literally, you have to have all your imperfections, everything laid on laid out on the table yeah. in order for them to understand you, you know? It is almost like a mirror. Defo. Oh, my God, yes. Defo. And so was, we're going to play this song because I feel like as well, this is a little bit more how I'm feeling at the moment and kind of my mindset. Basically, I'm a horny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like that's that's what I was right about. I was at, I was at a place. Listen, we're all during this time. It's a questionable moment in history, and we've all got the horn. And I was just, you know, I miss oh, it. You know, you know what? Actually, some people don't. I did a poll yesterday that was mm. like, "Are you sexually frustrated or not?" And it was like sixty forty. That was like 100, 150 people I like, answered, and yeah, forty percent aren't. So I was surprised. I was like, hats off. Right, well, hurry up and get your dick wet. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. I love that. Right, so we'll play the lessons learned. Learned. Yes. Um, at the end, but I want to speak about the music industry as a whole. Yeah. And I want you just to shed some light on what it's like and how you found it being a gay man in the industry. Yeah, so corrupt. Um <laughs> to put it to put it into it. One word. Yeah, put it bluntly. Um, you know, I think we all have like this idealistic understanding of what the industry is and how it works. As times shift, you know, I think it's 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 getting a lot better. But you'll all, I'll, I will all, I I understand, and I'm very aware that like I'll always get prejudice, and it's just something that comes hand in hand with the industry that I'm in. And you, look, I have so many receipts of like producers that I've worked with, of them asking me to work on this track and they will literally tell me this is a little bit too feminine or I'm not a massive fan of your direction. It's not really for me, bro, whatever, which is fine. Like each to their own, just don't ask me to work on your track, yeah. you know? And like, if you don't want a hundred percent me and that's, that's the whole thing. That's, that's, that's the whole point. I do what I do. You know, I write music. I have a point of view. And if you don't like that, fuck off it surely surely it shouldn't matter if i suck dick or not like do you know what i mean though? like yeah. it really really doesn't matter like I, not everything that look we're talking about sexuality and we're talking about how sex and music comes hand in hand does it come 100% define me no like i have different <laughs> i have different variables to my personality i have different elements of who i am yeah it's not a personality trait absolutely not but like people don't like that I'm so sexually open. They don't like that I, I speak, in my opinion, I speak like real shit. And sometimes people don't like that, especially producers and especially certain 
exact same industries. They prefer you to just camp it down a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like constant pressure because you said that you are only as good as your last performance or track? Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, do you feel constant pressure? Definitely. Do you know what I? Do you know what the thing with pressure is? I don't necessarily feel pressure from like peers or like people in the industry. I don't feel pressure from like my friends or people around me. My biggest process of pressure is based off like myself. I'm the biggest. Anybody that knows me knows I am the biggest perfectionist, and sometimes. I get in my head and I it prevents me from writing and it prevents me from like progressing and there was a time probably like probably even this year maybe like for about three years I really really struggled with being honest with my art and I really honestly I did like I, it was it was horrible I was I was doubting everything I wrote like people would I would I would send it off to people and be like oh my god mate this is amazing this is sick you need to get this out there and I'd be like no it needs this and it needs that and it so I think massively with creatives a lot of the time you are your biggest fear you know and yeah definitely like I really 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 struggled trying to conform to what kind of the way the industry was going the way music was going specifically like pop the way that that's because it completely changed to like what it was a year ago what it, it changes every month changes every fucking day but it's it's scary it is scary because whatever i release i'm 100 percent myself and it's it's all comes from i don't know my heart so it's hard sometimes to I think I'm just my biggest critic. I don't feel pressure from other people. I feel pressure from myself. From yourself. Yeah. Mm, it is hard. Yeah, because in my head, look, we all have our objectives. We all have goals. In my head, I want a Grammy. I want a Brit Award. I want, yeah. <laughs> I want sold out arenas. However, I need to be a realist and I need to understand that Stevie Wonder, honey, did not start thinking he was the re- he was the shit. He started off just being honest with his music and it progressed. And I think it's important to just ground yourself sometimes and not compare yourself to other people. Because it's, it's, it's so easy to do it. Like, I do it so all the time. Nice. I, I think, think the hard thing with being creative and like wanting a career that is in the creative sector, yeah. is like, I get it, it's like, you can never fully switch off like whatever your goals are you think you need to do everything now it's like you'll be happy in the place you're in for about a month and then it comes like a a wave of all these other things you've got to do now for the for the next stage of like what you want to do and it overwhelms you and it can be like well how am I going to do this all now but it's a process and it of is, course, just like yeah. say, just like taking each day. Yeah, it's hard. It, you know, it's it is so hard. I think our biggest demons are ourselves, and I just I I I, prob- I haven't released music in a good few years, like not properly, because I was just bat- I was just battling with myself on how I can how I can better myself, and I, there was a point I just wasn't. I was creating music for other people. I wasn't creating it for myself, mm. and authentic music the music that does well in my opinion is always the music that like speaks from the heart and is honest and doesn't take 
doesn't take too much time. And I think that's a really, really important point to make is like good music, decent music should be fluid and it should just feel natural. Like the best bops, whatever you hear, you're like, oh my God, like this just, this seems so sick because they just know what they're talking about and they're so comfortable and confident in who they are that you believe it. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas I feel like a lot of the time, especially with the industry being so saturated, it's so easy to sway off from your approach. It's really easy to like listen to somebody else and be like, huh, maybe I could try that style and do that like that. But mm. realistically, we all just need to stay in our lanes and be true to ourselves, I suppose. True to yourself and appreciate other people at the same time. It can be done. Exactly. Do you have any advice then, any tips, any warnings for anyone when it comes to songwriting or the industry in general? Mm. anyone that's creative yeah i'd say all the songs that i've wrote that have done well have come from a place of honesty and i think as long as you're honest and you treat to what you're talking about and you mean what you say it no one can tell you jack shit because it's true and at the end of the day even if even if the chat doesn't do well even if it doesn't progress and a million i don't know millions of people don't listen to it it's not important what's important is that you've produce something that you believe to be 100% authentic to who you are mm-hmm. and I think that's that I think that is the only bit of advice I could do listen I don't have I don't have Grammys yet <laughs> they're coming when they come I can tell you how to create, <laughs> I can tell you how to make that shit big but as of now I'm still working on it when your Grammys come are you still gonna um speak to me will you come on my pod <laughs> What do you mean? I don't think you'd allow me not to. You'd just be belling me out then, saying, Ben, are you even prepared? Because you're not, like today, I'm not prepared. Ben, you better come on or I'll tear everything you went down, literally. (laughs) I'll publish all your bum pics. (laughs) (laughs) Soja. So do you want to plug anything or leave a lasting sentiment? This is what I ask everyone at the end. You could promo something or just leave like a liner so i'm gonna plug my instagram everyone please follow that i would massively massively appreciate it um it's benjamin r music it'll be in the oh. um, description don't you worry thank you darling um yeah because I, this year i'm gonna there's gonna be a lot of creative creating projects that I've got going and I'm super excited to share with everybody. I feel like I've created an EP that I'm really, really proud of and hopefully people can relate to and I've I've done it all completely based off how I'm feeling. So if anybody can relate to that shit, like, that's amazing. And if you just like the bop, then please listen. Love you so much. Thank you for coming on. And no, I love you. So Thank you so much for having me. I hope hopefully we've covered a few different areas and helped a few people out. I'm sure I'm sure you will have, darling. Live love laugh, eat a dick, swallow the load, take a pick, dream the dream, be you, and that's all I'll say.